Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another comic episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, who is rising in the force with me tonight. Uh, it's Peter Bingham Pankratz once again. And welcome back. And where do people know you're from? Well, if you looked up, you could uh, find my novel, The Fifth Civilization, available now. I also have two other novels available. You could see them at Amazon.com. And hopefully next year, I'll have a fourth novel out. Nice. Will be the eighth civilization? A gentleman never tells, Mike. <laughs> I had to make the joke. <laughs> no, I understand. Hey, it comes up though on Google. Maybe Good. one day I'll... <laughs> next time we come on, you'll have read it. Yeah, okay. I own it. That counts, right? Yes. I don't make this joke every time, but one day. And we are here to talk about a comic that I was very excited to talk about before I started reading the comic. Uh, Star Wars, the Dark Force, Star Wars, Dark Force Rising, volume two of the, of the Timothy Zahn, Admiral Thrawn cycle. But we're, re we're talking about the comic book adaptation. Right. Because I don't want to read a book. <laughs> Which is written by Mike, Mike Barron and then... Inker, Kevin Nolan, Penciler, Terry Dodson, which came out in 1997, and the book came out in 1992. Right. Part of the, <laughs> called the Thrawn Trilogy. Okay. Or isn't it also known as the Timothy, Timothy Zahn Trilogy, too? Yes, as well. He has written more Star Wars books, however. Okay. But this is where the, I know we talked the... about it, and if you're listening to this, go check out the Heir to the Empire episode where we talked about the first book of the series to get caught up where we're going. It's only a couple of comic episodes before this. Like two or three, so go check that out. <laughs> I don't know how many, because <laughs> it's not published yet at the time of this recording. But So I was really excited to read this, because I I had gotten to Dark Force Rising many, many years ago. I got, when I was driving a truck, I got to the, I was listening to the audiobook, and I fell off this book for some reason. And I didn't remember why, I just know, okay, I wasn't into it, it wasn't my thing, and I moved on. And now that we read the comic, which I think is a pretty good adaptation of the books... I'm assuming it's, I mean, I know neither of us have read the book anytime recently, but I'm assuming it's a pretty good adaptation. It must be, yeah. It's been, but it's been 20 years, so I'm going to assume it is. This book is boring. We get that right out there. Well, say it right away, yeah. It's yeah, because it, it feels like very much of a middle of a trilogy, which it is, where nothing really happened. Or I don't even under, like, I don't think I even really understand what was happening or cared. I I think one of its main flaws is very talky. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of exposition, a lot of dialogue in it, and there's not a lot of like action. No, I was bored from most of the book. Yeah, when you have an entire issue just devoted to people talking and setting up what's happening next issue, you want to have some laser fights every once in a while. And this, this is a very devoid of a lot of laser fights, in my opinion. It is. No, I mean the first and the covers weren't that interesting either to me. So that didn't help it either. None of the covers jumped out at me. Except, I would say, except for the one with Luke and Mara and the green. There's like a green cover. That's the last one? Close to it? It's the third one, I believe. Okay. That's a good cover. <laughs> oh, Mara's the only good thing about this little book. So <laughs> so even just the way it starts off, so it starts off directly after Heir to the Empire ends, where you have Admiral Throng ride at the planet. I don't remember what planet it was. It doesn't matter. Where... Luke and them were, and they escaped. And what was the name? Cadre? I think Talon Card. Ta Talon Card. He left, and they find out that everybody left, and they the only thing left on the planet are the Yasamari, the little, the yellow creatures that block the Force. Right. Which have nothing to do whatsoever in this book, really. No, they set it up a lot in the first one, and this one is not any payoff, really. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't, like, I was like, okay, they're going to do something with this, and then you just have a bunch of talking between Mara Jade and also card cart cart. What the hell is his name? Talon card. I think card, like, you know, a card, card game. Okay. Card. And then they talk about like how they were waiting, watching the Admiral or hiding behind a meteor uh, asteroid. And then they run away when they're noticed. Right. And then that's like the, and then it just, it jumps around a little bit, but you are right. It's just lots and lots of talking mm -hmm. and you, you see the Jedi. Oh God. What is his name? Saboth. It's a it's a weird way to pronounce it. I think I've mean, just looked it up. I think it's Subiath. Subiath. Okay. You meet him and you show because yeah. he's still. I think he he's still trying to get Luke. If I remember correctly, he's still trying to get right. Luke and Leia yeah. to come to him. Yeah, he's uh, he's on this planet, Joe Mark, and he's kind of using the Force to to kind of get Luke, and he wants Luke to become kind of like the Emperor. He wants Luke so that the two of them can kind of rule the galaxy. But I was like expecting more with him too. Like, there's not. I feel like everything I want will be in the last book. 
to wrap up the trilogy where this one really felt like padding. Yeah. I mean, there is a payoff for him for sure, but this book is just, there's not a lot, there's a lot of setup, but there's nothing pays off. Yeah. I mean, the whole plot, which we'll talk about, I didn't really like care about. Like, I think it's early on, you see Luke and Lando on some ship and you see a guy smoking a cigar. I'm like, okay, this guy is definitely going to be of something of importance. Right. And I think you find out like pretty quickly, he's like a bounty hunter or some kind of criminal. Everybody in this, everybody is either a smuggler or a bounty hunter in the Star Wars world. So I think he's a smuggler. Of, is he a smuggler? I think he's a smuggler. Yeah, probably a smuggler. But it's just like they confront him. And then the next thing you know that they're they're back on Coruscant. They let him go. Like, I didn't really get what happened. Yeah, there's a lot of talking. I think they're trying to. He's one of. Um, oh, boy. If you ask me to explain it. He's kind of like just another like this. This problem is they already set up a character. Talon Carr is kind of a similar character. So they introduce yeah. another bearded guy who's like a smuggler who's like, oh, you're supposed to follow this guy. And it's it's just too many roguish Han Solo-esque characters for you to care about. Yeah. So he's, he's supposed gonna... to he's supposed to be their link to finding out where the, the lost fleet is. OK, and that's what the whole like arc of this book is. Yeah. So basically, to sum it up, there's. Grand Admiral Thrawn wants the Old Republic had a fleet of dreadnoughts, which is a 200 very specialized cruisers that went missing you know, 20 years ago. And Marine Thrawn the wants they were the Clone Wars. Yes. And they only only talk about that very briefly. But yeah, they went missing. And, you know, if the rebels, if the Alliance gets it, then they'll have a lot of ships. But if Thrawn gets it, they'll have a lot of ships. So somebody has to get this lost fleet. It'll It'll tip the balance in the favor of whoever gets it. Basically. And it's that's just, what everybody's searching for. And that's what this whole book is about. And you also are coming on to the fact that Admiral Akbar in the last book got arrested. Right, yeah. And you have a lot of the politics that you have. Han Solo and Leia on Coruscant meeting with Mon Mothma and the senators talking about how Admiral Akbar is, you know, a traitor. And they're trying to show that he wasn't. And it has a lot to do with this. Is he a bullion? That other guy they keep talking about? That's the blue alien from from, from Star Trek. Okay. This is Bothan. <laughs> Bothan, yeah. Oops. Bothan, you know, many Bothan spies died to give us the information. But I so could have swore like, Jin Ursa was human. <laughs> Weird, huh? No, that was the second Death Star, Mike. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. There's two Death Star plans. But the first Death Star plan was just brought by Kyle Katarn. He didn't die. Oh, boy. Now he went to the station, it. grabbed it, and left. I mean, it was real simple. You know, I saw Rogue One. I didn't see Kyle Katarn in Rogue One. Interesting. I didn't either. <laughs> I have to talk to, to Lucasfilm about that. And okay, so he's a Bothan? Bothan? Bothan, yeah. Bothan. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's like a he's horse like, looking guy. I forget what his role is. He's like a counselor. So he's like, you know, Speaker of the House. He's like the number two guy. He's in charge of like the parliament. And so after Mon Mothba. So he kind of wants, you kind of think that he's, you're supposed to think he's you're working for the Empire or something in this one. He is, isn't he? Well, I, you're supposed to think that, but he is kind of like he has people working for him who are, but he's not because okay. he is, he's in very much of the later EU for the next couple of books. So he's not he's kind of like a bad guy, but he's not an evil bad guy. OK, but it doesn't come across very clearly. I will agree with you. No, I, I didn't know what the hell was going on half the time in this book. And that's also why I didn't enjoy it, because there was so much political dialogue between. Yes. Like, even this first issue, like if they're setting up, they're talking to Admiral Akbar in a cell later on and trying to, you know, clear his name and how, you know, just about that. He's just the is just out to get them or whatever the hell he is. Both in <laughs> not Star Trek. You know, there's just so much going on. And you're also jumping around to Mara Jade and Kadre and Cardre who are talking about the missing Katana fleet. Right. It's just and how he found it years ago. The Katana you're saying with that fleet because they had like slave circuits in it or something. And it it flew away in hyperspace and they can't find it. Yeah. So a slave. So just another more backup because I looked this up. A slave circuit just means it's kind of remote. You can activate it remotely, so you can okay. kind of pilot it remotely, and that's it's just like a computer system that. Does and I, it. I gotta say, as I've been watching way too much Star Trek, I like Star Trek's version better, where you go to warp speed and you travel, not hyperspace, where you just teleport somewhere, pretty much. Yeah. Well, that's that's a problem. I mean, Star Wars is more fantasy; it's not science based. Yeah. So, no, if I, you remember from. Rise of Skywalker, they're just jumping around from planet to planet in 10 seconds. And it's like, well, I like it. So it's a more travel base. You know, it takes a couple hours to get there, at least. Yeah, I've seen that movie once. I loved it. I cried at the end and I have not watched it again. And I have no plan to. <laughs> I'm scared. Don't worry. Uh, you just keep that. Keep that first feeling and you'll never you'll never hate it. Then. OK, good. I plan to do. 
I mean, in the order, so for Dark Force Rising, the order of what's most interesting, I think, you know, the Katana fleet's interesting and what, you know, Joris, what the Jedi Joris Seboth is up to is also interesting. Yes. And the political stuff is not interesting, but unfortunately it's front loaded with political stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I I also really like the Mara Jade stuff in this. Like, oh, yes. So I want to talk about the best scene in this entire first issue. Right. Well, it's probably it made me laugh. So Mara Jade is at this town with Cadre and she leaves and follows some guy she thinks is a bounty hunter. And then this other bounty, this bounty hunter shows up, pulls a gun on her. She hits him in the head with a pipe using the force and then shoots him in the face. And then she pulls out his ID card and it says Roth Dengar. And I just laughed. <laughs> well, don't you know Dengar is Jewish? I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, it's funny because one, I never realized the hel- then she puts on his helmet, I think, too, doesn't she? Right. Yeah. Even though I didn't, you know, Dengar wasn't wearing it, but I think that's Dengar's helmet. Well, she's got some. I don't see her wearing it earlier. No, she doesn't get it until after she kills Dengar. But the fact that they put that in there just made me laugh because those who don't know, Dengar's in that small scene in Empire Strikes Back, standing there with the other bounty hunters. Yeah. That LucasArts did nothing with in in actual canon, other than the Legends canon now. Like nothing. Right. All those cool ass characters, and they're they're left to one little scene. You know, maybe we'll get a Dengar TV series. <laughs> well, Dengar's dead. But it, it made me laugh so hard to see that she shot. That they put Dengar in this and just killed him off like that. They're just like, yep, Dengar's dead. He's done. It was like, why would he be carrying around his ID card? I don't know. I guess he'd need an ID card, but it's just kind of silly. I, I do agree with it's you. It's meant to be silly. It's meant to be like, here's a character you remember. All right, let's move on. <laughs> we killed off this character from the Empire Strikes Back. Now, aren't you people satisfied? Isn't he around, I think, again now, though? I think he was he was in Dark Empire, which is supposedly takes place later. Oh, so maybe he, it's not the same Dengar. I mean, it's unclear though. I think you're supposed to think it's the same Dengar because well, also this de- was written right be- and created before Dark Empire was supposed to be right. Yeah. So you know how many maybe Dengar is just a name, it's like John or, or, or Jacob or something. But it's, it's still fucking funny. <laughs> And then one thing I didn't like about this book also is that as it ends, Mara Jade goes to sleep and you see the emperor's face above her right. like looking at her. Like the whole idea is that she's having connections with the empire still because she was the right. empire's right hand. You find right. out. I don't I think you find out in this book or not. Or this, yeah, the sixth series. Yeah, they, they mentioned the emperor's hand in this one for sure. OK, I couldn't yeah. remember they mentioned the heir of the empire. I mean, I already knew that because I knew the story. I couldn't remember if it was brought up here or not. Or, I think it was brought up one. in the first one, but they do kind of explain it here. I mean, she mentioned, I believe, in the first one that she was at Jabba's palace. So I don't remember her to, to follow him. Well, you know, you got to look in the background and there's this one lady and it's too much to go into right now. <laughs> and then the, the second issue starts with a wings, a bunch of a wings. And I didn't really understand what was going on. If like Admiral Thrawn was just wiping out rebels or what was going on exactly. It seems like, um, it seems like they're just attacking. A, it was like a hit and run attack against a convoy, from what I could see. But okay. the battle, the battle kind of lasts like a page or like a panel. Yeah, and the battle's over with, and then they move on to something else. It's just got to get back to the political stuff. And they, in the first book, you saw in the first, you saw uh, Thrawn be like a master technician. He fought uh, a battle, but you don't see that in this one. You see it. It's like one panel of him doing that, and then he just moves on to finding talent card. And you want to see more his, of yeah. He gets his ass beat too. Yeah, I feel like Thrawn does not do good in this. He doesn't show off like, you know, in the first book, he is this masterful tactician. In this one, he's not really. Yeah, he's kind of responding to events. He's kind of always a step behind everyone. I didn't like that. Yeah, for his character, it's not um, it's not right. Yeah, he should be. He should be, you know, playing 3D chess, as they say. He yeah. should be steps ahead. I mean, I'm hopeful that in Last Command, he's a better villain. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, because I, I do want to read that, and then it then it kind of they talk about the Nagri again, and right. it jumps to talking about Leia with on the Falcon with Chewie. She's going to the Nagri planet to go meet with the Nagri that she met right. with in the first book because she's Lady Vader. Right. Yeah, which was a good setup. It set it up well. One of the things, and then it, it jumps around a lot, and then it has Lando and Han are running around, and I don't really understand what they were doing. Like they're following the senator or the council member and they get someone pulls a gun on them. I didn't know who the hell it even was. Yeah, they they it's some lady that they don't really go back to and she kind of gets dispatched. Didn't make sense to me. And then Luke is is Luke somewhere else then because he's at a bar. I'm looking at it now and I'm trying to get it related. <laughs> and I think they are 
I'm pretty sure they are together, but it's hard to tell. Oh, yeah, they're in the same place. They're, he's meeting them at the same bar. You have the same guy from earlier that was smoking a cigar that was a, the, the smuggler slicer that they met. And like, I didn't really understand what's going. Like, then they meet with the senators there, the council member, whatever, the, the both in. Like, right. none of it really made any sense to me. And all of a sudden, you see stormtroopers are looking for them. Like, I didn't know. And then they steal their ships and leave. Like, I had no idea what the hell was going on. I think one problem when you adapt a comic from a novel from a novel to a comic is that you kind of there's a, in a book, there's a lot of dialogue and it kind of makes sense in a book. But when a visual format like a comic and you have lots of this dialogue, it can be tedious. So yeah. if this was written, if this was written as a comic, they would have chopped a lot of this out and made it condensed. But since they have to adapt the novel, there's just a lot of a lot of dialogue. And I will agree with you. Like, I have a hard time following a lot of it. And I just kind of look at the pictures and say, like, okay, I kind of get the gist of what's going on here. I didn't really understand, like, Lando's ship, Lady Luck goes on some other big ship with these people who I work with a council member or something. I don't really know. Luke goes in the X-Wing and flies away. A Star Destroyer shows up or something. Like, none of it. I didn't understand what was happening. You Basically, know, for, for yeah, those. for those. I think they're trying to get hookups to find. Some people know where the Katana fleet is. And it's just, they eventually get there. But it's. You have to read a lot to figure that out. And in a comic, you should be able to just see it. Yeah. And so eventually they do get to where the dreadnoughts are. And the dreadnoughts are the lost ships that could change the balance of power. So they find them and they, they kind of board them. Okay. Um, like the very end, the six, issue six. Right. Yeah. And then with like the stuff with Leia or Lady Vader, was it just me or the Nogri look completely different in this than they did in the first book? I feel I don't have the reference for me, but I didn't maybe they're a little bit more ape. I mean, they're supposed to be like kind of like gorillas and stuff, but maybe they're a little bit more lizardly instead of gorilla. Like, I don't know. They, they didn't say. look the same as I remembered. Yeah. I just read this like two months ago. We read the other one. Right. Yeah. And that kind of threw me off with an agri. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're the same people, but they they might they might look a little different. Yeah, I'll, I'll grant you that. Yeah. Oh, they look way different. OK. Because, I mean, in, in the first in Air of the Empire, they look like a giant barbarian ape. Right. With a vest on is the and they're huge and they're over and they're bigger than the humans. And then in this book, again, this is a different artist, too. Right. They look more like demon monk. Yeah. And they're smaller humanoid. Yeah. And they don't have mohawk. They're not mohawk. <laughs> those horny tails. Oh, no. And then, like, I just didn't really understand, like, what's going on when it's, they meet with one of the Nagri and, and it's flying them somewhere. And Chewie tries to choke it and it zaps Chewie. And then, you know, if they're heading to this place where they're going to go meet with the rest of the tribe. Of the Nagri. Right, right. And they just, the Nagri are also so small, too. Like, in the first book, they're bigger than humans, and here they're tiny little things. Yeah, it's kind of weird, um, because they're supposed to be bodyguards, and they're the bodyguards of Thrawn. Yeah. And it's like, why would you have these small beasts be your bodyguards? And you do have one that looks like the ones from the first book, or the first comic series, with Admiral Thrawn, and it looks just the way it did, but it's smaller. Yeah. And then Thrawn shows up and I think he, he knows that they lied to him or something like he I think he got censors that something wasn't right. I don't know if he knows that Vader, Lady Vader is there, Leia, but he knows something's up. Well, one of them was captured on Kashyyyk. Oh, the last yeah. Issue. And so he's like, I want to interrogate the one that happened. To see what. And they're like, no, we don't want to do that. So he's very suspicious of them. And, you know, the one that was captured, you know, found about Lady Vader and it's like Lady Vader can you help us figure out what's wrong with our planet because Vader helped our planet, you know, all these years ago. He didn't really so, help them, but well, he, they, 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 he, you know, in their view, like, well, we'll get to that later. Yeah. yeah. It, it, we'll and see. I'm looking at the first book. The art style is very different in the second book. It's because different art. It's more realistic, I think, than the first one is, or the first one is more stylized. Not as stylized as like Dark Empire, Dark Empire 2, but... It's definitely a, a, a more stylized art style where they're the characters are more cartoonish with the feature. Yeah. Where this one is much more to the way they would look in the movie. Right. It's more it's more like, you know, here's Billy D. Williamson, Hunt, Harrison Ford and so on. So, yeah, which I do like. I, I do like the art in this. I think I know you do like Princess Leia as well. So I think I do. She, actually, I like the way they drew her in this. Right. Yes. That's she good. looks like Carrie Fisher. I'm OK yeah. with that. <laughs> I don't like it when Leia looks like whatever the hell she looked like in Dark Empire. Uh, I know you're very vocal about your disapproval. Yes, I am. And then. All right. Yeah. Well, so we're on along. issue three. Right. So I don't uh, really care for that cover either. 
issue three is it's Vader on the cover with Leia and oh. then two other goons or goons. I don't know what the hell they are. I think that's the no. I think that's the Nogri. Probably Yeah, it's not. It's kind of a generic cover. It's like mm-hmm. generic Star Wars cover. I mean, Vader's not even in this damn book. <laughs> no, they, he's in one panel, I should say, but so they just put him on the cover. See, so like, hey, remember this guy? You like this guy, right? You Star Wars fans? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You'll buy this comic. I just didn't understand, like, when you... Is that big ship that they come out of in issue in issue three that the lady locked that Hans, Hans Oles and Carla Lando come yeah, out of? Is that a dreadnought, the, then? The white... No, the lady luck is just, like, Lando's yacht or whatever. Okay, so, but uh, the big ship. The big ship is the dreadnought. So they found okay. a... They found some dreadnoughts last issue. And dreadnoughts weren't in the original anything, right? No, they were made up for this book series. Okay. Yeah. They weren't in the... I don't think they were in the first one. And maybe they were just shown in flashback, but they weren't even... They weren't in the first book. They had to just find this missing, you know, fleet from the Clone Wars. I don't remember those in the Clone Wars show. Yeah, I don't know if they... I don't know if they made them canon or they just... Um, they did. I think they just kind of just swept them away. Well, everything about, you know, the prequels and Clone Wars, I mean, all the ships where they try to get close to what the Imperial had and change it so it looked like it was the same thing, just different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that because I love how what happens with the Clone Wars. Yeah. You know, it's fine to, you know, let the past die, so they say. (laughs) And in this, you so you have them land, you have Lando and Han land on a planet. I was also really confused. They meet up with some guy, a senator. I didn't know who the hell this guy was that was like kicked out of the new new alliance right new the new republic yeah yes um, who the hell is he again he's a he's just a senator who i don't know if they really explain his backstory but he he used to know han in the old canon you know it was like han was at the academy and stuff and so i think he was Corellian. so he's from the same planet as han solo is oh that same planet where he ran away and, and gotten on the imperial ship and said what's your name uh solo <laughs> that one yeah, he he wasn't in Solo. They must have cut that scene out of that movie. But uh, yeah, he was he was there, and so he kind of knew Han from the old days. Okay. But he's like, I'm a little unclear about his. If I read the book, I might know. But he seems to be. If you remember, like, what's his name from Rogue One? Um, Forrest Whitaker's character. I can't remember the name. I know who you're talking about. I'm, I'm so sad that I forgot his name. But I think he's kind of like kind of a disgraced person who's who who used to have a lot of influence. Now he doesn't. And but then they're trying to get him to rejoin help. the New Republic, and he has ships, too. Yeah. So he has, like, a little private army there. So they're like, can you help us out? And they're, they're trying to get him to come over to this. I hope I'm, I hope I'm reading this right. If, if someone's listening and they, they think we're so inaccurate, then I guess yeah, I don't fine. claim. It just doesn't claim to be an accurate retelling of the plot. Let's just say that. Well, <laughs> it's just it's also just the comic itself. It's not right. as accurate because, like you said early on, which I think you're 100 percent right. This is so much, you know, dialogue. This isn't. This doesn't translate well. Like, Air of the Empire translated fine. Right. This doesn't. I don't, I'm assuming the book is much better. This doesn't translate well to a comic. Yeah. And so we have we have Thrawn we have Thrawn coming up soon. And again, it's more talking. And it's like, remember this great admiral? Here's him sitting in his chair talking. Talking about Corellian flame miniatures. No one has been able to quite duplicate them. You know. Yeah, and that works well in the book because it shows he's a sophisticated, urbane guy. It's like he's not your usual brute. Here it's just kind of padding. And yeah, know. and then this is when he meets with the the splicer from the first issue, right? Who's now in handcuffs, and he's trying to get him to work. Well, they captured him, and then I guess he has information on how to find the fleet. Right. Yeah, that's the gist of it. it it's just I don't. Know, I just got tired of all the stuff with the fleet because also he's still looking for that mountain or something, right? That has the emperor's secret weapon or something too. They found that already and they don't i don't think they visit it in the comics like but they already they already got it there they oh, already they found it there. yeah i'm pretty sure i don't remember that in the it first was, book i remember they were still looking for it maybe i'm mistaken maybe i'm mistaken but i believe that uh i think it was mount tantus i think they already figured out where that was and they just kind of don't talk about it very much okay yeah i'm looking it up right now but i have not found the information i'm looking for <laughs> i don't know what book it was in that's what i'm trying to find out right now Maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, it's from but, here. It's it's yeah, I just can't find out when it in the stuff that I'm looking at. I can't find out when it happens, but I do see that it happened. It's a cloning facility, but I don't they, think they, it they'll go to book. it in the next. They do go to it in the next book. I can't without spoiling anything. I won't say because I just looked up. OK, the first appearance it. of it is the last command. OK, so it was nice. not. It didn't happen until the next book. My mistake. Just cut all this out. Just cut all this out. And then this is also when you see Leia meeting with the 
Nagri and just kind of talking with them and like and they're showing her stuff about their history and about how Vader came and you know almost killed everybody but then took them aside and there's these robots that are helping save their land right yeah which they're not well yeah well they think to them the the Nagri will think that Vader helped them supposedly by like saying he, he came up and said you know we offer peace and the blessing and aid of the emperor and they're the aids are these droids that clean the poison but as we soon learn, that's mistaken. <laughs> the ones poisoning the land. Right. And then Admiral and Thrawn the, shows up, and that's and Leia and Chewie are hiding in the same hut. Right. And they're going to interrogate the Nagri. Which could have been a source of some tension, but it doesn't... In this comic, you know, there's not a whole lot of tension there, because they're hiding and they watch it, but... And then it cuts away. Happens. Yeah. You just, you just see the line, I think, Chewie, we're in trouble. Right. And then it cuts to Joe Mark and Luke landing on this planet to meet with the Jedi Master. Right, yeah. Saboth. I like that they meet, but nothing really felt like it came out of it at first. Like in this, they meet. He's like, oh, hey, you know, he just starts trusting him immediately and joins him. And then they take a ride in a a speeder like that's that pulls a little carriage and then they go to a town. And this is where you see the fact that he's not a very good Jedi Saboth because some people are having a debate and he pretty much just almost kills a guy with electric. Which is is kind of fun because it's like, oh, this guy is kind of whacked out. You're like. Yeah, Luke's definitely thinking this guy's insane, but he seems to he doesn't seem to do anything about it. He's kind of naive, like, well, he must be insane. Well, I better go keep talking to him some more. And it's not the like, Luke you want to see. You want the Luke to be more discerning. You know? Yeah, he just like one of his lines. I can't just leave him or two. Not when there's a chance that I can help him. I can help. Right. Like what? It's just you know, everything with this was very odd. Like you have Lando again. And Han Solo talking with the senator, trying to convince him to join their side, and he won't do it. And right. they make a comment about their built the building they're in or something that it's the fleet or something. Well, and then I didn't really understand what was happening. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be so. Like, it's a very you know apparently it's a very ramshackle operation. This private army, but then Lando figures out that wait a minute, this this stuff, this furniture has been painted over. It, it's painted over in the color scheme of the Katana fleet. So. Which is they call the which is known as the dark force. So okay. they're like, so this, so they think this general knows this senator knows more than he's telling them. So like, if he has, if he knows what the katana fleet is because he's got this furniture from there, what is he hiding? It's, it's kind of a very like detectivey thing, but it's it's only a flash of something cool. But instead, it just kind of goes right on to more dialogue after that. There's a lot of mystery in the yeah. book, and which probably would be more interesting if I was reading the novel and not a comic. Right. Again. It's been several pages since any action has happened. Like, what's the last action? Somebody got electrocuted. And before that, the last action was, I can't even, I can't There's even. There's not know. a lot. It, it's, no. a, it's a very plot heavy, just, you know, dialogue book and political intrigue, which doesn't work in a comic. Right. I agree. And that's one of my, like, and then the, the fourth issue starts off with Han and talking with the senator again, trying to convince them. And then they leave and you see more stuff with. Thrawn and his Star Destroyer about how he's trying to set them up and yeah. capture them. and But also, he's not even really concerned about Sabath anymore. Like, in the first book, he's all concerned about capturing Luke and Leia for Sabath, and here he doesn't even care. Yeah. I yeah, really he's more concerned that. about getting the Mount Tantus. There we go. He wants information, location of Mount Tantus. And it's yes. like, what did you even have, Sabath? What did you, what was his it, purpose? It doesn't, it feels very unnecessary. And then you have Mara Jade bouncing around back and forth, and she's on some freighter or something. And then there's a part where she's flying towards Admiral Thrawn. That's where she says he wouldn't, you know, he knew me as the emperor's hand and she goes and visits Thrawn. Yeah. This is where you kind of learn about some of the backstory of, you know, Thrawn. She tells him, stop bothering Card. And he's like, oh, well, you, you carried out the emperor's will, but that was it. And he has a whole room just set up to test her with all these different like shoulder pieces to pick out the right one. That was hers. Yeah. Which is kind of inspired, but doesn't go anywhere after that no i mean it it doesn't do much and then she's offering the katana fleet for some reason and then he tells her that she's got to do it faster than what he when she offered or something like i didn't really understand why she's even doing that it was just weird to me like why is she a train there's a lot of double dealings and backstep and you know kind of like hidden motives throughout this whole thing which is just kind of confusing oh she's trying to have the bounty cleared on her and card and card and the whole team so that's why she's giving him the giving him the ship. So to look, trying to give him the location. Yeah. Okay. Then it jumps. <laughs> so fucking yeah. weird. Jumps back to the mono gear, the <laughs> Nagri home planet, where again it's more kind of tribal stuff and 
just kind of Leo talking with the politicians, talking with the local leaders, and it's poor dialogue again. You don't even get anything with R2 or C-3PO. You get some humor in there. Would be nice. No, and you get more of the cigar-smoking man who's actually <laughs> trying to set them up and get them get the information from them and attract them because he's working for Thrawn. Right. And this is when he has like some wraith thing fought that works with him, like a shadow. Yeah. I didn't understand this because like they make a point like, oh, I, I threw off the the beacon that they put on the ship. And then and he's like, well, did you find, did they find the second beacon? You know, like, I'm just like, eh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I don't quite, I didn't quite get that either. Maybe I missed something, but it just didn't ma- make it just, I mean, the Wraith is more in later in this, in this book, but they have the right. Wraith thing. Then you have Mara Jade put a gun up the car day and her card and have him get arrested by the Imperials. And then she gets choked out by a Nagri. Yeah. Like it was just really weird. Like, cause she joins, but she doesn't join because she goes on the ship and she's like, where's the current location of the Jedi Master for some reason? And then she just, like, flirts with the guard and leaves. Yeah. Or gets captured or then joins Card, goes back with Card's team to go rescue him. It, it was just so much stuff happens and it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I think if you're if you're reading it to find your typical Star Wars action, you're not going to do it. And I've said I said it over and over again, but it's just a lot of exposition. It's a lot of explaining what's going on. And I think if you're adapting a you know 400 page novel, it's going to be a lot of that, which is unfortunate. I mean, that's it's not, I want to read the novel official. now. Yeah, but, and I do like cause one of the next things you see is you see uh, Luke and Saboth and how Luke is trying to be like you know judge jury executioner. He's trying to teach him to listen to what people have to say and then judge them. He doesn't judge them that harshly. Mm-hmm. Where he wants him to like you know murder him pretty much. Let's see. But he says, cut off his hand. It's just weird. Yeah, it's not like traditional. It's not like the Jedi's we've known. It's not the interactions that we would know later, like with Yoda or Obi-Wan and stuff. But we get in the prequels. Like, this is, a, yeah. this is you know, the first really Jedi we've seen outside of Obi-Wan, Yoda, and and, and Luke. And then this book was first made. Like So I think that the way they have him portrayed is very different than he'd later be, than the later canon of Jedi. Yeah, because they hadn't gone there yet. <laughs> And this is when you have Mara Jade wakes up from a dream and says, you will kill Luke Skywalker. And she crashes her ship on the planet to make it look like she didn't just land there. And then she takes a, a Yasamari with her for yeah. some reason. Well, yeah, to, she wants the Jedi to listen. So it's the only way to get a Jedi to listen, I think she says at some point. Okay, the talk with Luke and Sabath. And then they shoot. And then Sabath tries to kill her, I think, or something. R2-D2 shoots Sabath with an X-Wing and doesn't kill him somehow, just stuns him. He shoots him in the back with an X-Wing. I don't care. X-Wing doesn't have a phaser set to stun, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> if, if you shoot somebody with it, you're going to die. I mean, it's a giant ship. <laughs> it's not made to take. Like, oh, I mean, I understand the phaser gun can be set to stun. I understand that. I don't understand how a ship does not have stun. I'm pretty sure. Not next it, might, it might be explained in the book. That seems like something they'd be like, oh, R2 adjusted the settings or something. But here they're just like, oh, they shot him and he got stunned. Well, the image is literally him getting <laughs> shot in the back. <laughs> it's not even like they shot near him in the you know the explosion. He took some damage and he got injured. No, they literally just shot him in the back with an X-Wing. Presumably he'd be vaporized, you know? Yes, because it's the same thing that destroys a TIE fighter. <laughs> yeah, this guy, yeah, he's fine. He's okay. He's just tired. <laughs> and they just leave him there. Right. It seems it's so it's kind of funny and abrupt and it's and then they go on a different ship and it's like, OK, well, yeah, we got to get card out, even though like right. she's like Mara Jade's like, I, they got card. Well, yeah, they got card because you gave them to him. So, I, I mean, I was so bored at this point when we got to issue five. Right. I was just done. Well, it gets, I was reading these for the show. Yeah, it gets a little better because they it get does. to infiltrate the Star Destroyer. This was cool. This this is where the, it starts to pick up. I mean, this has got, you know, getting near the end of the book. And this right. translates well to the comic. Like, they come in on a Imperial shuttle and they cut a, they go down some, they go somewhere and they cut a hole in the floor with a lightsaber and then put the concrete back after you cut it out or something. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Oh, but don't forget, Luke then uses the force to suppress curiosity. I know. I, I kind of like that, though, um, because <laughs> it's something we don't see in the movies. Like, I just want somebody walking around a base and everybody's just kind of chill. Like, oh, hey there. And so Luke's just walking to the mess hall. They're just drinking. He just nobody kind of really cares that he's there. They don't recognize. Thought, they've never seen him before. Not like he's a number one terrorist that blew up their base yeah. and killed their leader. He's basically and their, he's and their vice leader. He's nobody. He's just, he's I'm not curious. I'm busy drinking. And, 
you know, I, I do kind of like that uh, just because it's something we haven't seen. It's like, I want a Jedi. And most of the time they're kind of skulking around or like using their sabers, but this guy is just walking around nonchalantly. And I think there's some tension there. They don't really do much with it here, but like no one's like snaps out of it and says, Hey, that's Luke. That's the most famous terrorist we've got, but it was they pretty could, funny. theoretically. And then he goes into a garbage chute again. <laughs> I did like this. I like the fact it's a throwback of him being in a garbage chute. He looks right. really unhappy about it, too. Yeah, he is. He does not like it at all. Well, again, he almost died in one, so it makes sense. And <laughs> so he makes a nice. comment how a frontal assault doesn't work. Me and Han tried that once. Right, yeah. So they, they go through the sewer and go up the vent and then get card that way and then go back. That's a nice little scene. And it, <laughs> it's cool to see them walking around, too. And they're just kind of like sneaking around. You know, they're not even sneaking around. There. I guess they're suppressing yeah. people's curiosity. I like, I mean, it is. As stupid as it sounds, I do like it. I know, me too. It's not something we ever see again. Like, they never use that power, as far as I know, in any other Star Wars property. And then, uh, let's see, yes. The only reason Thrawn figures it out, because he sees the Yasamaris on the ship. Yeah. Maybe they should have killed the Yasamari or took them somewhere away from the ship, you know? You never know. See, and then they go, oh, yes. Action. they action Mara punches some guys when they they I like how they I like the crosstalk is like the whole thing's burning useless. Who they expect's gonna come aboard? Burning pirates. I like I like it when they use like fake uh, profanity. It's kind of <laughs> funny. Blast and all this stuff. And I think I think some curses later, but they censor it out if I'm not mistaken. They do. And it, it's it's funny. It's like why not just invent a new curse word? But you know, at least we get a little bit of dialogue. And you see them fighting. The thing that I didn't understand is they leave their shuttle. And they're trying to find a new ship because they're being chased. And they find what looks like the Millennium Falcon. But it's not the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It's another, what, uh, whatever that ship is called. Yeah. Well, I think in the other book, they had a fake one. They, they had the Empire, they had a fake one. So maybe this is just like they're having fake ones, assembling fake ones. Carlene freighters. And you guys get to see, yeah. you know, Luke be Luke and cut some cut some stormtroopers up. And, pe- and people get <laughs> shot for a change. Right. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Some action, finally. We get three panels of it, but um, <laughs> more than we've gotten lately. This is the most action in a while where you see them fly off yeah. in the fake Millennium Falcon. It's foosh, and it, you know they get out, they're being fired at, and they, it's a nice little panel kind of zigzagging around. And then it, it jumps to Leia again, right. Lady Vader, to where she, yeah. where you have that one Nogri that rescued her, or that she captured is ready to be murdered, and he's chained up on like a pillar somewhere and this yeah. is where she then speaks to everybody and they have mm-hmm. a lightsaber for some reason or she has a lightsaber i guess yeah and she can hover it in the air somehow does she hold it's in the yeah. air it's in well i mean it's the force powers you know? yes i know but i didn't know <laughs> she had that control of the force well i don't she doesn't really use it ever you know i think you know she has the power but she just wanted it to be a politician so yeah that's that's kind of her thing. Like her goal was to help people, and she didn't really care about the force. But she can still u- u- utilize, utilize the force. Power. And this is where she takes one of the robots, and they f- yeah. and find out that the robot has been poisoning the, the grass all this time. Yeah. And that's why no grass grew outside of the area where it was supposed to. It's like what a that's the empire being a real dick. Like just mm-hmm. for twenty years, they've just been poisoning this planet. And then they she cuts down. The Nagri that looks completely different than he did in the first book. She cuts him down yeah. from the chains. Yeah. And I have no idea what happens in this next part. <laughs> so they're at an underwater casino and. <laughs> okay. And they, you know, the cigar guy, I forget. I think his name is Hefner. I wish I remembered his name. Exactly. It's cigar guy. It's like, <laughs> yeah, the cigar smoking man. Oh, Hefner. And, you know, you find out, um. You find out that he's betrayed them for, I guess what I thought was obvious, but, you know, he, he says, see you around. He locks them up. And Luke, and Han is the thing where, how about you? You want to be rich? Fine. I don't understand the joke there. The panel is just, the panel's not set up right. Maybe there's a joke I'm not getting, but I don't get it. I didn't really even understand. Like, all of a sudden, they're just in this bo- on this casino boat, and then the boat's yeah. getting attacked by Admiral Thrawn, and they fight the <laughs> race thing, it. and, like, they can't see it, but then he just throws a box at it and shoots it, and it and kills it. Yeah, I just and, didn't and really again, get it again. Maybe it was explained more in the book what that was, but he just kind of dies and goes hiss. Yeah. And and, and, and here's the part like, that yeah, really got me. to damage these coral reefs. You have a page where they run and like, we got to get out of here and get on the pods. And then the page, the next page are literally at chorus gone already. <laughs> I didn't get it's, that. I'm like, shouldn't there be like something here in between how they got there? Nope, they're just here. OK. At least a panel with a ship flying in or something. Yeah, I mean, something. I mean, with someone like, nope, nope, there's no money, you're done. 
too many pages, no ink. We don't want to pay you. Like it couldn't draw something or something. I mean, I'm sure the book had something. Yeah, I'm sure there was too, or at least a chapter break. But this is just a kind of abrupt change. Yeah. So you're kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? And this is where, again, where they're arguing with the councilman still, who you find out off and on between Thrawn that some we said before that some of the Bolthans are working for the Empire and, tri- and trying to trick him. Yeah, well, and his his plan or. You know, Counselor Flayla's saying that, oh, you're going to bring the Katana fleet here and overthrow me. So he thinks that, or he says that Han is going to use these dreadnoughts to take over the Alliance or whatever. And Han's like, no, we're not going to do that. But no one, he doesn't care, you know. It's really strange. Like, get rid of Akbar. And, you know, he talks a lot about Admiral Akbar, but he's barely in this. He's like one one scene. And And so it's like, for somebody who's apparently so important, we don't ever see him. It's like, what is the point? That's what's so weird about this book. It's yeah, like it just doesn't. It's just so much political intrigue too of them yeah. arguing and card cards at the table with them with Mon Mothma and they're all arguing and then it gets really strange in a little bit. But then you have another thing where God put the Emperor in here where he's like, "You will kill Luke Skywalker." At least the vision of him is talking to right, yeah, Mara Jade, which you think he's dead, but we know better because in Dark Empire he's actually alive, so he's actually telling her what to do. Right, yeah, Dark Empire is like a year after this. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, so he, but, he's. I mean, I mean, somehow, somehow he's returned. And this is then where Card convinces Leia to take some ship and send a freighter to the Dreadnought fleet. You also have the senator sent a sent a fleet to the Dreadnought fleet to Texas show it up. Like Luke goes with Han. It's all yeah. really weird. I didn't really understand what was happening. There's so many angles to it. There's like four different angles, and it's not simple. It's all complicated. So it's like. You're having the big climactic battle, but we're kind of like, who are we supposed to focus on? And it's all these characters that we don't really care as much about as their heroes. So, like you said, it, it's supposed to be setting up this big battle, but it's just kind of making everybody more confused with more different yeah. separate storylines going. Like on. they load, like they load on these tech, or Luke and Han have techs that come on the ship. They're trying to activate one of the dreadnoughts, and there's only like what three or there there aren't the two hundred dreadnoughts that you heard about all this time. Yeah, there's only a couple. And at the same time. You also have the senator telling telling his the soldiers to kill Han Solo and kill them because they're not supposed to be here and they're betraying him. He pulls a gun on a pregnant Leia. And it's just so much stuff is all happening at once. That I didn't really understand what was going on. And, and then with like with the senator, you have other military to come in and go, nope, you're no longer in charge. Senator Leia is. And they just arrest him. And that's the end of him. Yeah. Like and then like you have stuff of the of the battle. But I didn't really even understand what was going on. Like. Are the dreadnoughts even fighting? Are they dreadnoughts? What's getting blown up? Like you see ships blowing up. I didn't know what was going on at all. Yeah, there needs to be like a big expansive. So you see the ships and see them firing. There needs to be more illustrations about what's going on instead of just see a random explosion. Yeah. Which is not interesting. And then on the Katana, one of the dreadnoughts, Luke and Han steal like a little walker and start shooting. Okay, that was cool. But it was just one. This is one panel. Yeah, but it, it was cool. At least. It was like, cool. I, it was cool. I did like it when they get in like the fake ATST looking thingy yeah. and blows up a bunch of stormtroopers. Yeah, that is cool. There seemed to be more of that. I wanted more. Yeah, I would have liked more action. And you also have like Wedge and all the all the action fighters fighting Admiral Thrawn. You have a scene where one of the this I also didn't like. One of the crew members on Admiral Thrawn Star Destroyer is getting controlled by Sabah, who's light years away. I didn't get like the force isn't that strong. It doesn't work that way. Well, not uh, unless you're projecting yourself from planet to planet. Oh, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I try to forget that movie happened. OK, the, tri- wanna... the new trilogy only had two movies. That's it. <laughs> I knew I have to bring it up every time. Cause I want to I, I always want to hear your reaction. To it. Uh, I haven't rewatched it. I just uh, I love Force Awakens, though. Force Awakens was something else. Too bad I didn't just stop there. <laughs> I do like that um, one of the Imperial officers uh, curses, but it censors it. Like I mentioned earlier, it's like, why not just invent a, why not just invent like blast or something or like gosh, Larbit or something, you know, Nerf herder, you know, something. Yes. I just thought it was really weird. Like Panther Pooh or, you know, something. Right. <laughs> that was weird. weird. And then who were these like freighters that come out? Like at some point you see a bunch of freighters that come near the Star Destroyer to make them run away. Who were those people? That's the, the senators fleet, Garm Bell, Ibis. Okay, that's his like private fleet or whatever. Okay, I didn't really get this. What was all going on? And then they're trying to steal the dreadnoughts, and then they're actually what damaging the star destroyer, so they have to run away or something. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, 
as you see the ships on fire, you see that there's 15 dreadnoughts out of the 200 they were expecting. Yeah. So they do, I mean, they destroy. So Mara Jade ejects. Mara Jade is hit from a Star Destroyer. She, oh, and she's Luke. kind of trying to ram a Star Destroyer and she ejects, but Luke helps her. Oh, Luke and, you know, Luke is on the Star Destroyer. Okay. And then this is where you do have a cool scene with, with Luke being Luke, which you don't get this whole freaking book. He throws the lightsaber at the window, breaks the window, and sucks all the stormtroopers out. Right. Yeah. That was fucking cool. <laughs> That's more what we needed, you know? Yeah. We needed some of that. And only in the last couple of pages do we. Oh, get they crash one of the dreadnoughts into the Star Destroyer, and that's what takes it out. Yeah. So that's the slave circuits. So they kind of okay. remotely pile it, remotely blow it up. Uh, I think it's called a holdo maneuver. You know, these and days. this is also because Thrawn wasn't there because Thrawn was told to go pick up Saboth. So he yeah. didn't make it there in time. They took out the Star Destroyer that was there, but he wasn't there to back them up. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, Thrawn's talking to Saboth and he's saying, He's saying, you don't, you know, Sabath, you're, you're under eye control. And then Sabath's like, nope, I'm Jedi. I'm in charge. And he's like, well, be careful. You're not just indispensable to the Empire. He's like, on the contrary, as of now, I, I am all that is not indispensable to the Empire. Which essentially he's going to become the new Emperor. Yeah, I mean, that's setting up to be a, a ruler. Yeah. Because he is a clone, right? Sabath is, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's a clone of, I think, he was a clone of the original Sabath. Okay, it's never mentioned in this book yet, or in the first book, but I know because I've read stuff. Yeah, and then the last panel, of course, you realize, figure out what's going on. Well, they get on the they get on the katana or one of the yeah. on the dreadnought fleets, and they find out that there's a whole bunch of clones, even though these clones look nothing like Tamara Morrison. <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of clones that they have that are ready right. to, that they are going to use to pilot all these ships. Right. Which I didn't really like because I'm like they already did clones, but because the Clone Wars never happened, I get it. So. Yeah, there was never really, you never really found out in the original EU what the Clone Wars were about. So it was all kind of mystical. And I don't they know if they really, to. yeah, they weren't allowed to. So it's like, oh no, clones, but there's no real conception of what that means. And the, like, the, the last two lines of this book are Luke saying, I got a real bad feeling about this Han. About this Han. Yeah, join the club. And that's how the book ends. <laughs> <laughs> They're flying away in the dreadnoughts. They found the clone army and it says, continued and that's it and that's the end of the book right yeah so it ends on a cliffhanger it's supposed to set up the third one but you know it's a lot of setup to get to the clones only the last page i do want to read the book now because i'm curious the book has to be better than this because people think very highly of the series oh yes all three of them are considered classic star wars works and this was not good And again, like you say, I don't know if that translate. It must be a problem with translation. I think the book book must still be good. Yeah, but it's been so long. I know that when I tried reading it, I just couldn't do it. But I mean, I wasn't I was having the audiobook and I just couldn't get into it at the time. But that could have just right. been audiobooks for me. Yeah, I think maybe someday I'll have to give another shot, too, because I do do want to see what happened. Well, I'm sure the books are cheaper than the comics. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, as someone who uh, works with books, I can say that, you know, they're fairly common. Like every week, you know, somebody brings them in. So you can find them any used bookstore, I'm sure, or wherever ebooks are sold. Yeah, <laughs> the comics are not, though. I, I I don't know if these comics are easier or cheaper. I know Air of the Empire is very expensive. Yeah, I'm sure. I Honestly, I think they all be. They'd all be expensive at this point. But I haven't looked into it lately. It will tell me right now if I can do it right. Well, the book is 99 cents by it now for the second book. Not the oh, comic, well, yes. but the book. Book for sure. I have the trade edition of uh, Dark Force Rising, which I bought some time ago. And uh, I believe that's um, that's pretty expensive, I think. 30 bucks for one of them on eBay for the trade paperback. Yeah. Uh, the, the books aren't too much, except for uh, somebody selling the whole set for about 70 bucks. That's, that's price gouging, if you ask me. I mean... I oh, think yeah. probably <laughs> one guy's selling 20. for 40 bucks for one yeah. through six. Like they don't really have, they don't have the value. Like heir to the empire, which is the first appearance of Mary Jade and all that, that has, that has value. I'm never buying it. <laughs> all right. I think we Maybe should go to something. shelf stacker box and Peter, why don't you go first? Liked heir to the empire, but this one dark forest rising, I'd say put it in the box. If you really want to complete the trilogy, you can, you can look into it, but there's a lot of talking. There's not a lot of action. You're going to get confused. It's not going to be for most people, I think. Okay. I agree with you. 
I came in this so excited to read this because I, you know, I've heard nothing but great things about the series and I was very excited to do this and it just wasn't, I didn't enjoy the way I thought I would. Right. I'm yeah. also going to put it in the box. There's not enough action. I'm assuming the book is better and the stuff just didn't translate well, but it, it didn't do it for me. And I was sad. Yeah. I was really sad that it didn't do it for me. Yeah. I'm glad we read it because it's always been on my list to read these three books. So now we're getting to the last book. I can finally read the last command and see what I think. Yeah. I'm excited to get there, too, because um, it's been, like I said, 20 years or so. And um, I don't remember every nuance of detail for the last one. So. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have other Star Wars episodes we've done. We have Star Wars Mandalorian Season 1 TV 2. Star Wars Dark Empire 2 slash Empire's End Comic 30. Star Wars Dark Empire Comic 27. Star Wars Force Unleashed Episode 115. Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 2, TV 1. Star Wars Bounty Hunter, The Game, Episode 87. Star Wars Knights of the Republic, Part 1 and Part 2, Episode 69. Star Wars Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, Comic 6. Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, Episode 48. Star Wars Holiday Special, Film 6. Uh, fucking movie. Star Wars Republic Commando, Episode 21. And Star Wars Dark Forces, Episode 13. And as I said, it's not published yet, but it will be by the time you hear this. Air of the Empire, definitely go check that out if you didn't listen to that yet. That's a good book. I agree. It was a great episode. <laughs> not not like this one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad we read it. I'm really glad that we did, that we are diving into this. It just, it unfortunately didn't transfer as well over to comic, I feel. Right. I really yeah. believe that. It has to be. I, I agree. I, agree I can't believe that. people would love this as much as people do, and it would be the way it, it felt. Yeah. I think not everything can, can translate well. And yeah. you can have great dialogue, and you can have great descriptions and set pieces, but... In a comic book, you want some visual stuff going on. It's and this, neat. unfortunately, just did not have that. Right. Right. I agree. Which is sad. And Peter, where can people find you at? Uh, check out my book, The Fifth Civilization. It's a great sci-fi read. Lots of adventure. If you like Star Wars, you'll like it. You can just Google that, and it'll it'll come up. The Fifth Civilization. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can go listen to a bunch of other episodes Peter's on. Most of, he's on a lot of the Star Wars episodes, so definitely go check those out. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoyed this show, you can find all our episodes on Podbean. Most, it's on most podcatchers, but some podcatchers don't have everything. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We're on YouTube. Only audio, but if you like your podcast that way, it's there. So And people do, so definitely go check that out. And I want to give a shout-out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hathfury. You will see a link to her tiktok in the show notes definitely go follow her and i also want to give a shout out to my buddy bill tucker who started his own podcast like over a year almost a year ago at this point a gamer looks at 40 so definitely go follow him it's a much different podcast much more edited <laughs> he, you know he takes a lot of interviews and cuts them all together and makes a really good show and puts a lot more time into it than i do with my edits but it's good stuff so definitely go follow him and support him and we have a patreon for as little as a dollar you can support us and vote in our patreon polls we have a monthly poll every month so definitely go check that out and help out the show And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you next time for more Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Bye, everybody.